Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. We are here today with Kira LaForgia, who has a decade of experience in people operations in the corporate world, but she's no stranger to the sensitive issues involved in the human side of running a business. She founded Paradigm to bridge the gap between corporate HR policies and the modern needs of the human online entrepreneurs. Kira (laughs) reminds us, Google might have most of the answers, but it does not know what your unique business needs. Welcome, Kira. I'm so excited to have you here. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Before we jump into this conversation that I'm really excited about, why don't you give us a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yeah. Thank you so much. I I always joke that like the bio just kind of like throws it all out there, but it sounds really pretty. But truthfully, mm-hmm. like HR, people operations, which is what we identify as our agency is primarily focused around helping people to build lean, strong, directed teams that can help our businesses grow and scale or help us maintain um, the lifestyle that we want to have as business owners. And it always sounds so loaded and scary, but really it's the best job because there's nothing more unpredictable than people. And there's also nothing that is more interesting, I think. So just learning how people tick and how we work and how we develop and a huge thing that, uh, I love to talk about is essentially just making sure that you're always leaning into what you want it to feel like as a business owner and how that can really impact the decisions that you make as a business owner. And we're just so conditioned to think that it should be a certain way and it totally doesn't have to be. And there's all this like weird nonsense out there about like, this is how it is when you have a business or like what our dads tell us or our moms tell us or whatever. And it's like, not really like there are compliance things that you have to do. We do have to follow the same laws as any other business if we have one employee or 500. Um, But that doesn't mean that the culture and the standards and the benefits and the times that you work and the flexibility and and what you do for work has to be fitting into some kind of box. So it's really fun to get to know business owners and to build strategies around their growth that mean something to them. And I think that's sort of what we came here to do in the first place. Um, but for me, especially, it's it was born out of, I don't know, a moment of desperation and working in small business for a really long time. I took everything on, then basically burned myself out and then was subsequently diagnosed with PTSD from burnout. Mm. So having a business that helps other people to see that you don't have to do it that way really hits close to home for me in so many different ways based on what I've been through, my mental health struggles, and how that's also played into my own experience as an entrepreneur and my mindset and things like that that have reared their ugly head along the way. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I love how you say there's not one way to do it. I think especially for female entrepreneurs, we are taught a very masculine way of running a business and showing up as a leader and building and growing. And 
we're built differently than men. We we think differently. We act differently. We need different things. And I, I love that reminder that it gets to be aligned with you and feel really good for you and coming back to that and checking back in on that over and over again. Like, does this yeah. feel good for me? Is this the way I want to run or grow my business? Such a yeah. good yeah. And it can change over time too. Like I think a lot of times our clients, you know, we've been doing this since 2020 and when the clients that we worked with back in 2020, their businesses have devo- developed and changed. And, you know, there was a big bubble, especially for our coaching clients that had to staff a bunch of people to help serve all their clients in a really massive way. But then they're trying different things, experimenting, scaling back and having that solid HR strategy doesn't lock you into one way of business forever. It gives you the freedom to move within that without mistreating people along the way. And I think embracing that and being creative with the way that you build your business is it's got to be the new norm. Like it can't just be the exception. Like we have to be able to adapt and change and pivot and develop and, but it should just layer on top of what we've already learned and and grown with. And I think that that's, we get kind of stuck. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, at least that's my experience is business owners think, Oh, I'm scaling. This is it for life. And it's like, that's going to really hurt you. If you change your mind, you're going to immediately feel trapped and burn yourself out. And entrepreneurs' minds work differently and women's minds work differently. And we have to have novelty and experience and experimentation and, and a space to mess up and a space to try new things. And I think if you just think, oh, this is it now, then it might feel good for a second because black and white feels good. Mm-hmm. But like the true magic in business and where we see these amazing innovative business models is in the gray and the people that are comfortable being in the gray. So I always just like have to remind myself of that because especially in times of stress, I'm like, oh, I just want to be done with this. Like this is the plan forever. But then two weeks later, I'm an entrepreneur. So I'm like, what's next? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Yes, it's so true. Um, okay. Well, you, you sort of mentioned it, right? So bringing some creativity into your business model, the way you run and grow your business, like first and foremost, let's just start with like, what do we mean when we say that? Yeah. I mean, I think it means something different for everyone. And to me, and I'd love, I'd actually love to know your answer to this too, because I think it would be interesting to see them side by side, but to me, being creative just means that I can find ways to adapt my day to feel fulfilled in still accomplishing my mission every day. So we have this huge overarching mission to help business owners be able to follow their you know path and scale their business, whatever direction that is, whether it's maintenance or growth or whatever. But there are so many miniature activities throughout the day that are still contributing to that gigantic mission. But how can I make sure that I have the space to feel fulfilled at the end of every day based on what I'm choosing to do with my time? And that's something really unique to entrepreneurs because to some people, being creative is going to be you know, going out and actually creating something like physical, like I'm thinking of our web designer clients or graphic designers. Like it's literally like opening up their Adobe and being like, I'm going to make something beautiful today or content creators, influencers, like all these different ways that people are interacting with their audiences. It's it, their creativity comes from that. But if you're, you know, if you're just a not just a, but if you're like me and you're like a lawyer or an HR person or something like that, creativity can look really different. And I'm not super artistic or anything. So it really is about how to be really intentional and creative with my time to feel really fulfilled at the end of every day. Cause that's what will eventually stave off burnout in the, in the first place, Mm -hmm. which is the whole point, (laughs) at least for me. But I don't know. What does it mean to you? Like when you're talking, I know we have such different jobs, so I'm wondering how you would approach it. 
I honestly, I don't, I don't know really, but the more I hear you talk about it, I think what I hear is like allowing your, not getting too stuck on one thing or in one place and allowing yourself to be flexible in what you offer and what you do and how you operate. And I sort of, I get, as I heard you talking, I was sort of just getting this idea of like, coming back to that idea of being women and being more feminine, like this idea of flow and rather than, rather than being like, this is the way that I do my business and this is what I have to do. And this is what I have to offer allowing ourselves the space and the flexibility to shift and evolve and grow from day to day to month to month, year to year, because right. Changing and shifting on a minute by minute basis some days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's just so crazy to think about. I It's funny because I, I haven't really thought about it in a way that like we have all these different jobs and the way we're showing up for our business, all these different things. But we really just want to be engaged in our work, right. which ironically is like exactly what we help people do for their employees, because it's like it all just comes back to like giving a crap about like what you're doing every day and giving a space for other people to do that for you if you have a team too. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're like uh, developing this whole thing as we're talking on like a live podcast and I'm like, oh, <laughs> whoa, what are we talking yeah. about? Cool. This is new. <laughs> I know. I'm like, somebody write that down. That wasn't in my talking point. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I love this idea. I love that we both sort of have different but similar ways, I think, of viewing it. Um, How do we like maybe we don't do this because we're sort of entrenched in that typical way of running things or that masculine way of thinking about things or what we've always been told or heard, right? Yeah. Um, hustle culture still is alive and well in all of our brains, even if we're not practicing it, let's be honest. Um, so if we know kind of what could be holding us back from this, my question is how can we start? bringing this idea of more creativity and flow into our business and our business model. Like I love the idea of bringing this flow and creativity into like the foundation of your business, not even just your day to day. So what would you recommend for listeners who are like, I love the sound of this. Where do I start? (laughs) Yeah. Well, just the nature of in the way that we work with people, the first thing that came to mind as you're asking this is it's all about the culture of your company. And even if you're a solopreneur and you don't have anyone working for you or you're a solopreneur with a couple of contractors or whatever the case may be, you do have a company culture whether you say it or not. So I think that intentionality behind understanding that you do have the power and control to create a space to work that you love and that you feel passionate about. And when I first started working with clients and all different areas and backgrounds and business models and all this stuff, I thought everybody's thing was going to be the same. Like I was like, everybody's handbook's going to look the same. Everybody's business model is going to look the same, you know, all this stuff. But literally it took me two clients to realize, nope, these are not templates. Like everyone is so different. And I think it, it bleeds into everything you do from the way that you answer emails to the way that your website looks to the way that even just the way that you show up on social, like those are all part of your company culture. And to 
take a short-sighted view of like, no, my company culture is internal and like my messaging and marketing is external. We do have clients that are very intentional in that way, but it doesn't change the fact that those things are going to overlap and bleed in together. And it's better if they do in some areas because that's true authenticity. And that's what we're all looking for and who we're connecting with, especially online. Um, But I think people skip over it and they're like, well, I'm not that kind of boss. Like if they're hiring a contractor, I'm not this type of person. I'm this type of person. That is you explaining your company culture. So like take it one step further and think, what do I want my company culture to look like and feel like, even if it's just me? Because eventually there may be somebody else there. And if you've already been practicing what you preach over time, there's going to be such a solid foundation for building out your business to to create space for creativity. Like we may have, you know, using that as an example, if you're listening to this episode, that I'm sure that that's something that you are relating to. Like you want to feel creative in your business every day. So like kind of run it back. Like how can you do that from like the core of how your operations are functioning? It could even be the way that you run your team meetings or the way that you interact with your with your contractors, the way you um the way you approach your relationships with your fellow like CEO biz friends. You know, all of that is developing your company culture and it's not about what other people see, it's literally how you feel showing up. So mm-hmm. it matters more what you feel like and, you know, being able to be super aware of that, building a creative business model is totally different than building a black and white numbers-based data-driven metrics-based business model. So if you wanted to feel really creative and flowy, the one if you have an employee for example the one thing i would do is make sure that you're creating white space in their job so mm-hmm. there is space where they're not just doing production related activities but actually you know maybe like for us for our team we take off monday mornings and friday afternoons for personal development or not to work, whatever. Um, And we have, everybody has a subscription to Scribd. So they have access to all these different books and resources, magazines, even like sheet music, which isn't relevant for us, but you know, it's there. Um, And they can just pop in and be like, I want to learn more about this. And there's a amazing book or article or research and entrepreneur magazines in there, you know, all these different things that they can seek out. And it's part built into the fabric of our job that we're communicating about all of these things, like reading newsletters for our industry, you know, all of that is built into having a creative business model because you're helping and you can do that with yourself too, not just with your team, but essentially like, no, we're going to keep some space. Whereas some businesses, they don't, they're like, no, I need an ROI on this person. I want billable hours. And the way I would say to do that is if you wanted to feel more creative, it can't just be you. Your team has to have space for that as well. The people you work with, the people you interact with. So just take that billable requirement from 90% to 80% and try to like focus on emphasizing creativity for just that little bit of time that you're giving your people to, to work. I mean, it's my personal favorite way to run a business because then people really give you all this extra effort and passion. And they're usually putting that behind the message of the company in a way that is choosing to work best for them. And you end up making more money anyway. So it's kind of interesting to see how those things like kind of, and I know since I follow you, I know that there's, it's almost like that restriction thing. Like it's like, well, if you restrict somebody so much, they're going to go back in the other direction. The second they have a minute, you go on vacation, they're going to show up as little as possible because you're not watching everything you're doing, you know, but if you're giving them the freedom to explore all the time, then it becomes built into the fabric of their job that they're going to pursue that creativity and that investment in your business. And it's looked over a lot, especially on the masculine side of things. When people are teaching you how to run a masculine business, like you mentioned, like, I think that's why women make better leaders and managers and we should be running all the businesses. So (laughs) yeah, in the country, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, (laughs) Vote for us. Yeah. (laughs) And I want to share too, as you're saying all that, like, remember listeners that are solopreneurs, 
you are the boss and the employee. You became your own boss to be a better boss than every other boss you've had before. And that means giving yourself this white space, whether that's like doing what Kira's team does and you give yourself Monday mornings and Friday afternoons that there's white space for play or learning or resting, whatever it is, like you've got to hold yourself accountable to this because there's not a boss who's doing it for you, which is great because you get to do it for yourself. But then we don't do those things for ourselves and we don't give ourselves the space to bring this creativity into our business. And so the reminder to make that space, whatever that looks like for you, it's going to be different for all of us. For me, that is, I don't schedule calls unless I really have to on Mondays or Fridays. And I pretty much don't ever work on Fridays unless I, again, absolutely have to. I've been doing that for a really long time and it's made a significant difference in the way I'm able to show up in my business. So I just want to remind everybody of that who don't have a boss and need to be their own boss and make this space for themselves. Such good advice. Yeah. So make some space for the creativity and thinking about like, you know, should we take time to like develop a mission statement, even like it being internal or like some of these more um, like create a handbook or something like some of these more HRE things, you know, I might say, could that be supportive of this idea of bringing more creativity into your, your business and the foundation of what you do? Yeah. I mean, I think that a handbook is often a misnomer because you probably shouldn't be writing your own handbook or downloading it off the <laughs> internet or something like that. Like I'd rather you don't have a handbook than you have one that you created without, you know, 15 years of experience. Um, because it's a con if you have employees, it's a contract that you are signing with them. So if you don't understand it all, then you can you're going to get yourself in trouble. So I'd rather you just not have one. But instead, like you said, what we really want to do is make sh- and there you will get to a certain point, especially if you're hiring employees, like you are going to need that compliance, you are going to need that help. Um, it is something that you have to do no matter how big your business is. But on the flip side of it, and to lend itself more to this conversation, it's just the mission statement, the vision statement, those values. Like, I feel like if you just have a Google doc, that's kind of the one sheet for the business that you just, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just throw something on paper that is really guiding your attention every single day and hold yourself accountable to those intentions when you're running your business. A lot of us do it naturally, but like, it's nice to have a reminder. Like, what are we doing here? Like, why are we doing this? What is this mission that's bigger than me? And it can help make decisions a lot easier. And I think sometimes in especially when people talk about HR, they think that it's like all these rules and like you can't do this and you can't do that and whatever. But really, it's like, no, here are all the things that here's the structure that we can build on. Now go be a human person within that structure. And it gives space for a lot more flexibility and freedom. And I think that's how a mission and a vision and value should work too, in that decision making is one of the most difficult things in business. I don't know about you, but I get decision fatigue constantly. Like somebody, even yesterday, what do you guys want to have for lunch? I have no idea. Like, and I'm actually annoyed (laughs) you're asking me that. And they're like, okay, but it's lunch. Like, calm down. I'm like, I have nothing left to give, you know? So it's just like this decision fatigue thing can come up, especially like, let's say you have a, like you're negotiating with a client about a contract thing or a potential client, or you're working with someone on a partnership or something like that. 
if you're not sure what to do or you're getting stuck in certain situations, going back to those that mission, vision, and values that you put down when you were clear-headed, direct, straightforward, and thinking about the future of what you want to do, and then just thinking, how does this action and what action can I take that aligns with these things is a great way to manage yourself if you're a solopreneur, but it never goes away. So even if you have a team of 20, you might be talking to an employee and thinking, there are so many different ways I can go with this difficult conversation, but I'm going to go back to my core, my roots, my values. What are we putting out there in the world? What is most, what reaction is most aligned with the way that I want my culture to feel? And so I think it's a really great point to put down your mission, vision, and value somewhere, but maybe just don't overthink it too much until you're actually bringing other people into that mission, which contractors are not that like contractors are amazing. They're important. We have businesses built with both, but you're not supposed to be investing time, energy, and effort into them. They're producing work that's helping you push your mission forward. So once you have an employee, make sure those things are strategic and they're put down on paper and they're easy for people to understand and that everyone on your company can rally behind to make decisions without you having to be there to guide them. Because independent employees are the only way to go. Like if you have a bunch of employees, but you have to hold their hand every day. Like, why do you have them? You know, like that's not, that's not why we're doing this. Like that's too much work. We're too tired. No, mm-hmm. you know? So I love that you said that, but it doesn't have to be perfect and it can be evolving. Like I remember when I first wrote my mission for Paradigm, I'm all corporate and worked in, you know, this big corporate industry for a long time that managed a small business of multiple locations, you know, whatever. And my mission statement was an absolute snooze. I mean, it was like <laughs> a paragraph of blah, blah, blah. Women are great. Mm-hmm. And it was like, our mission statement now is like, not anything like that. (laughs) Like it's literally eight, it's less than 20 words. We all know it. We can all put it out there in the world in our own way, in our own words, but everyone can stand behind it. And it doesn't have to be that crazy. Like it doesn't have to be something you have to publish on the internet or anything. It can just be a reflection of who you are and how you make decisions. And I love the idea too, that the mission, vision, values is a way to Tap into your creativity in and of itself because Mm -hmm. you're having to bring creativity to the exercise of actually writing that. But I think some of us, too much flow feels scary. And I like the idea that this gives us a space to be creative, come back to our why, help us make decisions, keep us focused on what we're actually doing here. Yeah. But it also sort of like opens us up to, oh, this opportunity does align with my values. That feels fun. I'm going to do that. You know, like, so we still have the freedom to flow and be creative, but we kind of have that to ground us. And I think for a lot of us, that feels really (laughs) uh, comforting, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Definitely. I'm a Taurus. So I'm a Taurus Virgo Virgo, which I don't know if that means anything to you, but I, it's Tauruses are very grounded and Virgos are very organized. So I feel like that is kind of how we, I didn't mean to do this, you know, and I don't even know if I believe in all of this stuff, but I'm like, how fun I'm a Taurus. Um, But generally (laughs) speaking, like I feel like bringing groundedness and structure has created more space for me to be creative because at the end of the day, it's like, check the things off your list you have to do, but then direct yourself into things that fill you up because you don't need to be like going over and above in every single area. It's actually more important for you to do the best you can and then create space for yourself because that's how you're going to be able to create the even more high quality, better work and engagement for yourself for the long run. Like checking things off the list and hustle culture, like sure, there's a time and a place for all of that. But like you kind of have to listen to your body, your energy, your mind, like how, what it's telling you to do, or you're going to burn out. And our whole point, my whole mission is to have long-term women-owned businesses that aren't burning the candle at both ends and then giving up. We need more 
business owners. Like we need more women at the table. And we do that through intentional balance culture and honestly, just bringing a little bit more fun to the relationships we have at work because community is everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that so much. Well, I feel like everything we've shared today has been super interesting and really valuable just even for me to reflect on the way I work with my contractors and think about my business and where I want to go. I'm very much in um, a floaty phase where I'm thinking about lots of different things. So this is really helpful. Um, But if listeners were to, if there was one gem, you know, listeners were to walk away with nothing but this, what would that be? I think in going with the theme of the episode, it's just if you want to have a creative business, you have to reflect on who you are and what you want because it means something different to everyone. But at the end of the day, like being honest with yourself and like getting rid of all those things that we've been told and conditioned our whole lives about what it looks like to be a business owner is maybe watering down what's actually going to help you to like grab onto the biggest and best impact that you can make. And I think for a lot of us, creativity manifests in so many different ways. But if you're not being true to yourself, you're not actually going to build a culture that's truly authentic to who you are. And the impact is not only within your team and or with your clients and the business and your audience and you know all of that stuff, but it's also within your team. And so the more clear and straightforward it is, the, the more seamless and easy it is to show up for your business every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so true. So shifting gears, tell us, what are you getting intentional about right now? Oh my gosh. Okay. I love this. Um, so I think I had to kind of have a moment recently where I was like, what exactly are you doing? Like, is this like, it was a revisiting moment. Like the business has been around for three years. We have hit a lot of success, but there's been a lot of, it's a roller coaster emotionally and mentally. And to take stock and like what the activities that I'm doing every day for my business, for my life, things like that. And so intentionality is at like kind of the cornerstone of the way I'm questioning the way that I've accepted that it is to be like what it is to be an entrepreneur. And it's been really unique in that there was a couple of moments where I just always feel like the universe is going to keep trying to teach you something until Mm -hmm. you learn it. And control has always been one of those things for me where it's like, you got to let go of control in some of these areas. And as we were in the middle of a launch right now, it's not something that feels super comfortable to me. Like we normally just work one-on-one in a, in a service provider setting. So having this launch going on and learning all these new things and embracing the digital marketing side of it and all of that, I think the main intention is that there's always going to be something else you have to learn. But unless I'm literally like closing the laptop at the end of the day, making my meals, eating lunch, hydrating, none of this matters. So I'm just being really intentional about creating balance in my day-to-day. And for me, it's a lot of like reminder on my calendar, take a break, you know, stuff like that. Um, And it's hard because I have ADHD as well. So it's a little bit like, and I'm sure, I mean, so many women are being diagnosed with ADHD or can relate even to any of this, but especially if you're a passion entrepreneur, but I think just understanding that that means that our brains aren't going to work the same as other people's, especially women with ADHD. We're not going to be able to really men with ADHD or men, female entrepreneurs are different than male entrepreneurs. And like basically just like be intentional about taking care of yourself and what your mind needs and your body needs before you can really show up and take care of anybody else that is working for your business or the tasks that you have to do. Um, and not to follow the rules. Like I'm being really intentional about not following the rules. If it doesn't feel good for me to work from 12 to five, but I get all these creative ideas at 7 PM, I don't, I don't care. 
Like I see all these people out there like you're working so late. That's so bad. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, but like I went to lunch for four hours with my friend. Like this is the life I want to live and I want to forgive myself and be okay with that and stop trying to like live in this box. So I think that balance of intentionality and also getting rid of these ideals that there's a right way and a wrong way and how that can really impact us in the long run. It's working so far. It's better. I think like at least the last few weeks as I have been trying to draw some attention to this, I feel like I've had a little more energy, a little bit more engagement, a little bit more joy. So I don't know. It feels like it's been a hard lesson to learn, (laughs) but I'm figuring it out. (laughs) All the most important ones are hard to learn some way along the journey, right? At some point, a little difficult. Um, I love that. I love that for all of us. We should all be being intentional about balance as us female entrepreneurs like to overdo it always. Yeah. Um, passionate, <laughs> we're excited, committed. And that's, they're all great qualities, but they also take us in the red sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, where can listeners connect with you outside of the podcast? Yeah. So Instagram is always really fun, especially because I can actually talk to people. Like I'm an extrovert. So I love to like actually connect with people, see if something landed with you or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, especially if you're a business owner, fellow female entrepreneur, like I think the whole, if I look back on it, like I feel like the whole thing that was driving me towards starting this business in the first place wasn't about our even our mission or our values, but it was really just about creating these amazing connections with other women that feel passionately about what they do too. So don't underestimate the power of a good DM because I've made some amazing like lifelong friends through that. So I'd love it if people reach out through Instagram. Um, and then, yeah, I think we probably sent over a couple links to share. So you can always check out our website and stuff like that too. But I'm all about that personal connection. So like DM me, send me a voice memo. Let me know if something resonated. Or if you think I'm, you know, off base, I'd love to hear that too. (laughs) (laughs) I doubt anyone feels that way, but sure, shoot her a message. Thank you so much for being here, Kira. This was such a great conversation. Thanks so much for having me. I just can't wait for this episode to come out and to see how everybody feels about all this creativity stuff in business because it just means so, so many different things to different people. So, so true. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll catch you on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.